Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show that is now in its 21st year on voiceamerica.com. Very proud to be here. The program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and make your dreams come true. And today's no exception. We have a powerhouse person on today, Mad Fritz, a created growth island, which is a podcast on health and human well-being. He has interviewed over 70 experts from around the world, as well as being a partner in several companies that focus on health, performance, well-being, and energy. Mad speaks and facilitates workshops on habits, biohacking, and the future of health. He has a passion for building health performance and well-related ventures and projects by working very closely with individuals. He also co-built a three impact-driven ventures with Kring, with the second one being All Mental Health App. And it collected 200 users, I'm sorry, 2,000 users after its launch. He'll talk about his podcast and how we can be healthier and how he has done so many incredible things to help everyone. Welcome, Mads. Thank you so much, Patricia. And thank you so much for having me on. It's a, it's an honor meeting one of the pioneers that's <laughs> been uh, doing this so many more years than myself. And uh, yeah. I really feel we're kindred souls. We have the same uh, the same mission of helping people live yeah. better lives. Yeah, it was interesting because I was looking at your guest list and I've interviewed a lot of those people. Now, in, in four decades, I've interviewed about 5,000 people, but that's, that's a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I'm really impressed with is kind of how you've not just done this in a podcast, but you help people, you coach, you write books, you've done ventures. So you've been in the business world as well. Did I say your last name correctly, Fritz? That's perfectly fine. Fritz. But you can say fries. That's the oh. easiest. <laughs> All right. So how did you now you were you started out as a business person, correct? Yes. Right. Creating apps and building ventures. How did you come into bringing this into the health world? So I've always been extremely curious as a child. Um, drove my parents nuts, uh, the teachers, uh, colleagues, and so on, with all of my questions, everything. My dad liked to entertain with the story of when I was a small kid and uh, we were looking out the window in the car. And I was like, why is a cow called a cow? Why isn't it called a horse? What if I call a horse? <laughs> is it a horse? And, and my older brother would get really annoyed about like, mess, it's a fucking cow. Sorry, my language. <laughs> it's like, don't ask these dumb questions. So I've always had this extreme curiosity. Um, and I've been lucky in that that's been cultivated when I, when I was a child as well, with having supportive parents. And then I've always been interested in health and well-being. Uh, I used to play sports at a high level, so there it was very natural. Then I also ran into some more uh, health issues myself, and I saw people around me having a really hard time. I'm starting to learn that the older I get, that everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has something, whether it was, whether it was uh, something that happened uh, in their childhood, some mental stuff, or they get older and they they have some physical issues. So I got very interested in like, what can we actually do? And, and interested in like, um, we have the normal medicine that is absolutely fantastic. This Western medicine that can, can do amazing things for our life, but also there's a lot of stuff we can do with diet, exercise, sleep, other things that people can actually get their health back from. Yeah, so important. And I assume this is something you've done in your own life too. You know that it that it's really helped you personally. Yes, yeah, so I look very much. I used to have a, a horrible diet. I used to just eat uh, red meat, uh, processed meat, uh, 500 grams a day. Uh, I didn't know what vegetables was. I know what a cucumber, uh, <laughs> iceberg, and tomatoes were, and everything else was just kind of like uh, it was a different language, right? So uh, I I learned how to uh, to get into a world of eating more nutrition. Now, let's let's piggyback on that and let's talk about that in terms of building habits. So that's something you totally changed your diet. And that's not easy to do when you're used to eating a certain way. Even your body starts to react. So not only how did you do it, but how do you help other people change those kinds of habits? That's a really good question, Patricia. So there are, um, everyone is, is different, but we have found some research that shows how we can help people eat more healthy. For example, there was a study where they uh, had a bunch of women and they wanted to get them to eat more vegetables and more fruit. 
And what they took them through was something called mental contrasting and implementation intentions. Those are fancy academic words and not that important. Basically, the process that you do is that you imagine um, what is the habit and what's the most positive outcome you get from this. Then you like visualize what are the most likely challenges. And then you, after that, think about, okay, what are the three most likely challenges? How will I overcome them when they happen? So actually fairly simple. So they had these groups. The group, they followed up after two years. Um, the, the control group had increased their consumption of 8%, which is quite good after two years. That They only learned about like why healthy eating was good. The second group that did implementation tensions and mental contrasting had increased their consumption with 28%. Pretty fantastic, and people that have worked with like changing diets know it's really hard. Like you can get people to change quite often, like a week or two weeks, and then they fall back at it. So uh, using some of these simple techniques is is one of the ways that I help you. I made it into a longer framework where there's yeah. more steps that we know from science, but that's like the shortest, easiest way to do it. Right. It's like what are you gonna get out of it, and what are the obstacles you're gonna meet? Right. And do you work with um, feelingization? It's like visualization, only where you actually get them to feel what it would feel like. Yeah. Because that's as good as feeling it. I mean, you know, the the mind doesn't know the difference between whether it's really there or whether you're feeling it. Okay. That's that's one of the reasons why um, people have to visualize first. I often put that expert on that they really have to close their eyes and feel into their heart. As Mm. you're saying, like the brain doesn't know the difference. Right. It, cre- right. it increases our motivation to actually do it. And then that's at least what we know from a scientific perspective. And like that's what the, the researchers are using as the hypothesis. And then we have everyone from The Secret to Jack Canfield yes. to yes. everyone else in like feel yes. like it's already happening. You're more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you do this, is this part of the coaching you do because you do the performance coaching, the life coaching and the entrepreneur coaching? So is this part of that? When I do coaching, this is a big part. I often do workshops as well, where I take people, a bunch of uh, people through the process where we do these different exercises. So uh, a mix. Mm. Where do people fall back, Mads? I mean, is it, where, where do they get stuck and move back? Most people, and what that's one of the things we work a lot on, is that they start too big. We want to like... We get motivated. We're like, I want to change everything. I, I need to start exercising four hours a week or like four times right, a week right. um, instead Little. of starting small. Um, there's a reason why two of the best books and habits, one of them is called Tiny Habit. Another one is called Atomic Habits, simply because we have found out that starting small is where we have the most success. So that's why people often, um, that's where they often fall. Or the classic thing happens is that you've been doing a habit um, every single day for three weeks, and then you miss one day. Yeah, and then you say, I don't care, I'm going to do Yeah, you fall back. Yes, that's exactly. common. Yeah. Does this also work with behavior things like being in the wrong relationship or, you know, something that's uh, either codependent or just isn't healthy for you, and it's just hard for you to get out of it? I would imagine it's not something I've looked enough at to uh, to come with, like, a firm stand on it, but I would imagine that it's similar. Yeah. It's a similar thing. So what is the difference between your life coaching and your entrepreneurial coaching? Mm. So I was doing a lot of business coaching for several years, and I found out with many of them, like, the biggest obstacles were not necessarily the business. It was figuring out their life first. So, so when I do a lot of business coaching, it's also about their life. But the big difference is, of course, I also do business coaching, meaning that we look at, like, how do we, what do we need to change in the business? Is it the right target? Is it the right employees? Uh, what do they need to change? Uh, how do they talk to investors? And so on. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's, 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 it's really business goals. Yeah. But there's also behaviors in there, too, right, that I'm sure you work with entrepreneurs because entrepreneurialism can be lonely. There can be a lot of rejection. You know, you can get... 25 no's before you get a yes. So how do you help people stay with it in terms of the habit, if you will? Yeah, that's true, Patricia. Entrepreneurship is is honestly not for everyone. Like it's being so glorified in our society right now with TV programs and everyone has to be an entrepreneur. And I think that's actually, uh, that's very wrong because not everyone is suited for entrepreneurship. Um, Some people have a better time being in a more secure space and we also need to have people that are workers. Um, so I think that's Absolutely. very important to say and that the society would not be running around if 
like if everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. So I have so much respect for people that are not entrepreneurs, but that are taking a job and really doing great in that and uh, and giving their best every single day to make service and uh, and make people feel better. But for the entrepreneurs, it's very important to figure out like, what is your passion? Why are you doing this? If you don't have the big why, it's, it's quite hard to keep going when it gets tough. And then these uh, simple examples of like knowing the stories of the Google founders, like they got rejected so many times, uh, JK Rowling, like there's so many people that got rejected and rejected and rejected that still found a way that really helps as well knowing that you're not totally alone in this. Yeah, absolutely. Colonel Sanders, another one, Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken started in, I think, his 60s and got a lot of rejection. Yeah, pretty amazing. All right, we're going to go to break in a minute, our first break. So tell people how they can find you if they're interested in your podcast or in your coaching or in your blog. So growthisland.com, basically just growthisland.com. Okay, and it's and it's pretty much all there. It's on all the different platforms. You can find it on YouTube, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and the different ones. Okay, so tell and the our website list- is growthisland.com, so that also has all the links. Tell our listeners, because I'm sure they would love to know where you're from with that lovely accent. I am from Denmark, Scandinavia. Okay, and oh, where you face the cold a lot, right? Talk about, we have in our country SAD, right? Seasonal Affective Disorder. Yeah. And But you've learned how to, the Danes have learned how to handle that. Well, so like you talk about that uh, turn obstacles into solutions. Um, we do that, we do winter bathing and we do saunas, but I like to escape the winter. So I go somewhere warm instead of complaining about winter every single year. So right now I'm sitting in Dominican Republic where it's 28 degrees Celsius and um, the water is very nice and warm. And what is that Fahrenheit? That is a good question. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a warm uh, LA day. Right. Well, that's really, that's great. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, We're talking to Mad Fritz and uh, he's amazing. I mean, he's an entrepreneur. He's a podcaster. His focus is really on health and well-being and human well-being. He's built uh, impact-driven ventures. He's also built health apps and he has a podcast so he's, he's really used this in technology as well as person-to-person with coaching and with his blog and his podcast. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Um, you can log on to his website at growthisland.com. And stay tuned. There is plenty more. We're going to talk more about some of the amazing guests that he has interviewed and what he's learned from that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Matt Fritz, and he created Growth Island, which is a podcast on health and human well-being. And he's interviewed experts from around the world in well-being and performance and health. He speaks and facilitates workshops on habits and biohacking and the future of health in our world. He has a real passion for performance and well-being, and he's also on the technology side. He's built impact-driven ventures with Kring. He's built a mental health app, and he also has the podcast called Growth Island. So he's really very multidimensional and multifaceted in the work that he's done with mental health and wellness. Welcome back, Mads. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Who is your favorite guest so far and why? So one of my favorite guests is a guy called Thomas Invest, who's afterwards became a close friend. And the reason for that is he's such an inspiring person. And he is not like one of the most known guests, far, far from, but he's just been through a hero's journey. He is like, they call him the miracle at Bispebjerg, it's a hospital in, uh, in Denmark. And he has a RA, arthritis, I can't pronounce it. Oh, uh, rheumatoid, have, rheumatoid arthritis. Exactly. Yes. He's a fighter. Mm-hmm. They told him there was nothing he could do. Yeah. He only has one eye, and he's one of the most positive individuals that I know. Mm. He is such a fantastic person. He studied to become a pharmacist to figure out how medicine could help him, how he could get a proper, li- a normal life or more normal life. And medicine just didn't provide the proper solution, even though he went that direction. And he's been fighting hard, finding solutions, not giving up learning about health, learning about how to rise. And he's, he's doing good today. He, uh, he has uh, two kids. He is able to walk. He uh, always finds time to do some kind of movement when he's doing stuff. And he's taking some of that uh, passion. So he's both working in a pharma company. And then on the side, he found that juice was one of the things that could really help him when he was trying to figure out his own way. So he's not really making a ton of money, but they're making this product, which he's trying to get certified at one point as a kind of like medicine. But okay. he's so inspiring. Oh, isn't that, it's, it's amazing. I've interviewed people like that. And it's it just, you know, we look at ourselves when we get down and we say, wait a minute, <laughs> look at people who've really, you know, there's just so much courage out there. Thank you for that. Good. All right. Something I do want you to share with us, um, and that's biohacking. Not everybody knows what it is. So explain what it is. Obviously, you learned it when you were working with technology and building apps. So what? T- tell us about it, and how can we avoid it? doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so biohacking, I often talk about Nordic biohacking. So our approach is, is the optimization of uh, health performance through the use of nature and technology. So basically, what you often see, like in the American, it's not about putting chips in your hand. It's about how can we use technology to optimize our performance, our health and well-being. And then how can we both use nature and technology? So that might be that we have found out that grounding is quite good. Grounding is as simple as taking off your shoes, going out into nature. And there are a few small studies showing that it lowers your inflammation. So we look at emergent science and double-blinded studies. So that's kind of like so, the emergent so, science. So go back to me. What What is biohacking? Give me the definition. Yeah. The optimization of your health, performance, and well-being through the use of nature and technology. Got it. Got so it's it. basically science and art. So we love to talk about how we love the science of art because N equals one, the sample size of but, one. I guess the reason that it, I'm a little confused is when I see the word hacking, I think of a hacker, mm-hmm. right? I think of somebody who's hacking on the computer. So when I look at biohacking, it, it, it's like, I'm not, you're, this is a very positive thing what you're talking about, but at first glance, it seems negative because it feels like I'm hacking something. What you're saying is you're going into nature to hack your old habits. Is that what you're saying? Well, basically you both use nature and you use technology. So nature is one example. In the Nordic, we love to start with nature first. What are the natural things we can do? Because there's so many things we, we call hacking, 
and I can see where you see there's a negative thing, but it's like going out and getting sun. We know that D vitamin is extremely important for us. Right. But we also know that you might be living in the Nordic region. There are these different lights that you can use instead when you don't have the same access to light. We know there is photobiomodulation, which are red light and near infrared light that you can actually use to heal faster or feel better. We know there are hyperbaric oxygen chambers, which yes. are some of the more advanced yes. that are fantastic technology. Yes, I have used one, by the way. I've been fantastic. in one. It's, ama it's an amazing thing, the it's energy. You go yeah, into this chamber and it gives you this pure oxygen. It's amazing. And it's actually an older technology that's just a lot mm -hmm. of biohacking are older technologies that has only been used at hospitals that we're now finding also a way to use for consumers. So hyperbaric oxygen chambers. There's more and more research coming up. And you mentioned as well you're looking into positive aging. And we've yes, seen a, we've seen a study in Israel where we had 30 individuals that were over the 63 years old. They did, I think it was around 30 or 45 treatments over 60 days. It's not as important, but they managed to increase the telomere length of 20%. For the ones that are into uh, aging, we know the telomere yes. length is one of our best markers for aging. So the biohacking is really looking at how can we get good data on what are the different things we can do to live And, and what did the people do? What did they do to decrease they, those telomeres? Well, so they basically just went into these hyperbaric oxygen chambers. I That's see. all they did. So it normally we do a lot of other things, changing diet and so on, but just having the exposure to the hyperbaric oxygen chambers several times, like clinically validated chambers, yeah. actually increase the telomeres, which is quite specific, like quite fantastic. Normally we can get like one to two or three percent from uh, lifestyle optimization. So those results were like major. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that because I had an issue and a lot of people do, particularly in, in this, I'm in New England, and a lot with sinuses and allergy things. And when that happens, you don't breathe as well. And then your sleep isn't as good because you're stuffed, you know, your nose is clogged. And I had that, I had a procedure done where I cleared all that out and it, it's amazing. I'm, I'm actually dreaming more. I'm breathing better, and I'm saying to myself, that's got to add years to my life, which mm. you actually just proved by talking about the telomeres and the, and the hyperbaric chamber. Because if you're not getting that full breath, you're not getting as much. You're not, you're not getting as much air. So it really does make a difference. And it's so fascinating. There's so many things we can do. And that's, that's what I find fascinating with, with uh, biohacking is if we, look at, if we look at studies, what works for the majority of people, and then you want to start with that, but you're also aware that you might be an outlier. Like we normally just remove them from uh, from the from the studies, right? Like these are people that are outliers, but this works. But you want to figure out are you one of those 95% or 96 or 80% where it works, or are you one of those 10 to 0.1% where it doesn't work? So we're very aware of how our different initiatives are actually impacting us. So it can be where they do blood markers. It can also just be writing down a diary, like how am I feeling? We don't mm. always have to make things so complex, and that's often when we're quite. That's part of what we're very fascinated about Nordic biohacking is like, how can we make life simple? And how can we do nature first? And then how do we use technology afterwards for the things that nature doesn't really provide us? Yeah, that's really, really important. And I think it's really state of the art. And I think today we're, we're looking at positive aging and I do a lot of work in this area with podcasts and in my own life is I think that we have had a very negative um, connotation of aging. You know, when you're over a certain age, you've got to retire and you're probably going to be in a nursing home and you're probably going to have one or two ailments. You're going to be on five. Who made up that rule? Right. Mm. I look at that and I go, who said that has to be so? And the problem is a lot of people have bought that. And so they get to a certain age and then they live that out instead of, wait a minute, I want to start another career. I'm going to make a new investment. I'm going to start a new relationship. And I'm 65, 70, 75 because it's it's your real age. It's not the chronological age. And I think if we can help people change that narrative, which is what you're doing and I'm doing with this work, then people will open up their minds to know that, yes, changes can be made. But you have to see the role models first. Fully agree. But it's so fascinating how we now are discovering how we can live healthier life much longer. Oh. Right, that gives so much hope, figuring out there's so many things that we can do. And it amazes me how, like, how we are killing ourselves with the wrong diet and how we fill our minds with negative stuff, whether it's going on Instagram, following the wrong things or the news that are always filled with negative things, right? This, But I think it's, 
it makes me very happy and excited that there are so many solutions out there and we're constantly finding new ways that we can live happy, healthy and meaningful lives. Yeah, I got a question for you. This positive attitude that you have, this sort of, did you always have that as a child? Were you brought up in a very happy family where you were just supported or not necessarily? It, it came when I got older. I think it was around 15, 16 or 14 when some, uh, some things happened in, with people close to me that were not feeling good. And it kind of became a burning question for me. What does it take to live a happy life? So I started reading the Dalai Lama. I started reading Tony Robbins. I started reading a ton of stuff about like, what does it take? Um, and I've been doing a gratitude journal for the last, is it almost 10 years now, nine or eight years, writing down the things that I'm grateful for. So it, it's definitely something that I've trained more. Am I more naturally happy than most people? I would, I would guess from uh, hearing about some of the science that there is a spectrum of where you're being born. But I would say the majority of it is that I, I work on it. I do the work, yeah. I make sure I get my sleep, I yeah. make sure that I get my movement, I make sure I get proper food, because otherwise I'm also tired, gotcha. I'm also more short-headed. I right. don't have the same positive input, right? Exactly. So it's a daily practice of Absolutely. showing up and making an effort. Absolutely, it doesn't just happen. These are habits that we have to practice, right? And, and, and that's very important. And as you said, the mind has a lot to do with it. You know, what we're telling ourselves is going to make a big difference as well. It's, it's so big for our life. Actually, I received an email, one of those corny emails to forward that spoke about this shift that was shot and how he always found the positive. It's, such a, it's a weird thing. I've kept it since I was 14, this piece of paper, so I could always find back to it mm -hmm. and read that as a reminder. Well, and there's another thing, too, that people may be surprised about is money does not determine happiness. People say it does. Now, I do think if you don't have enough, you are happier when you have money because you have the freedom. You don't have as much freedom to do the things you want if you don't. But once you have that, it doesn't determine your happiness. Daniel Kahneman, who won a Nobel Prize, did a study some years ago that uh, showed that if you have, I think it was $75,000 a year as an American, yeah. your happiness no longer decreased, right. uh, increased, uh, your stress level did. So right, that's quite it's changed a little bit. I think it's more like 100000 now because of, of inflation. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I think that's true. Well, this is fascinating. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more with Mad Fritz about habits. We talked about habits before, but he's created something called the TAR model, T-A-R. And we'll talk about that, how to build those habits again, and more about some of his favorite guests. And Matt Fried's created Growth Island, which is a podcast on health and human being. And he's really an, on, on well-being. And he focuses on health and performance and well-being and energy, whether it's through apps that he's designed or uh, companies he's worked with with ventures or whether it's through his coaching or through his podcasting. And so really look up growthisland.com. Wonderful podcast and wonderful material. Thanks, Matt. We'll be right back with Matt Fritz uh, right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. 
This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waist, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show well hello everyone and welcome back I'm Patricia Raskin, and my guest today is Matt Fritz, who created the Growth Island podcast which a fo- with a focus on health and well-being, which is what all of his work is about. He's been a partner in several companies that focus on health and performance and well-being and energy. He also has built uh, impact-driven ventures, and he's created apps, and he has a podcast, and he does coaching, and um, very knowledgeable. And check out the website, growthisland.com, and the wonderful guests that he has had on his program. Welcome back, Mads. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Let's talk about habits. I mean, we talked about habits before, but let's talk, let's kind of, you know, let's break this down a little bit and unpack it. So you say there were three levels of change, and you have a habit scorecard. Talk about that. Yeah. So often people focus on the goal. I want to lose 10 kilos. But what we what happens after 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 people have lost those ten kilos, Patricia? Yeah, they uh, something happens and they see that piece of cake and they go eat it and then they <laughs> eat another one. <laughs> yeah, people often gain it right back after. We also see it with people running a marathon. Uh, they run a lot and then they reach that marathon and then suddenly they stop running. So we can focus on the goals. That's what the majority of people do. It works. It keeps us motivated. But often what happens is then once we reach that goal then we kind of give up, but then it's no longer that exciting. And if we don't set a new goal straight away, it doesn't really get us going. One of the um, other problems with it is that we might not enjoy the process as much because it's just about reaching that goal and like we're pushing stuff aside. So that's one way. The other way is, um, and if you do that, then you get a process afterwards to reach the goal and then it might have an influence on your identity. The other way to start this is to start on what's the identity that you want? Who is the person that you want to be? You might not, the 10 kilos might not be that important, but you might want to be a mom that can play with her kids. And part of that would be dancing or doing something else and then having the flexibility and strength to be able to play with the kids. And in that process, you will lose five, six or eight kilos. And finding the habits and the process from your identity is much more sustainable because we like to be aligned with our identity where suddenly running is not the same. So basically you want to, the goal is not to run, the goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. The goal is not to uh, read one book. The, bo- the goal is to become a reader. So you want to get that positive identity and then build the habits from that instead of choosing a goal and then finding habits that we press ourselves to that might then change our identity. So the goal, I'll give you an example for me. So the goal has been positivity and you know being able to turn around the obstacle. And so from that, my work has been created, which is why I love my work so much. My work absolutely feeds me. It's like such a positive force because that's really my purpose and the work is all around that. So that that's the reason. Otherwise, it would just be, oh, ho-hum, you know, this is a job. Yes. So, yes, yeah, that's an example. What's the TAR model, T-A-R? So the TAR model is basically how we build a habit. Researchers call it different things and put different names on it. TAR, I think that's easy to remember. The T stands for the trigger, the A stands for the action, and the R stands for the reward. So basically what that means Trigger, action, reward. Exactly. And it basically goes in a circle. So you have some kind of trigger. That might be that you have a lot of emails coming in, and then you're feeling a bit stressed. And you're feeling stressed, then you might take up your cell phone to go on social media just to get a relief. 
Many people do that in our today's society. So that's the action. Trigger being feeling stressed with emails. The action is then uh, taking the phone up to get a relief. And the reward is that you get some kind of relief. What then happens is that it becomes a habit loop. So next time you're just answering emails, you might not even be stressed about it. But then suddenly you have the habit of taking up your phone. So you'll take up your phone, look at social media, and you get some kind of relief or you start breathing or something else. And then suddenly you're taking up your phone, checking social media a lot more than you would actually necessarily do. So that's the negative way of a habit, how it often but, gets All right, So let's turn that around and show us how to use TAR, trigger action and response, in a positive way. Yeah. In building so, a good habit. So um, a simple thing for many people that work a lot is that you can set up um, this filter on your screen called Iris. And it has like um, a filter coming down. You can choose how long. So let's say you want to build a habit of just stretching every 25 minutes or every 40 minutes. Then a screen is going to come down like a, a gradient and it's going to count down like 30 seconds or two minutes or how long you want. So that's the trigger saying like, hey, a reminder, you want to do something. So that comes down. Then you've already chosen your action, which might be get up, stretch and do one deep breath. And then the reward from that action, there will be a positive reward because you feel better. Otherwise, what you can design if it's something that doesn't feel as good is something as simple as just giving yourself a high five or clapping yourself on the shoulder or like doing a celebration with like putting your arms up and be like, yes. And it sounds very civil, silly, but we actually found that it works quite a lot. The reason why is um, that we connect it up in the brain. So we build a circuit in the brain that ties up this action to something that feels good. BJ Fogg, a Stanford professor, has done a lot of research in this and says like it's one of the most important things that you tie up the reward straight away. Saying like if I do this 10 times then I'll go to a nice dinner works for motivation, but it doesn't change the thing up in your brain. So you want to do that small um, reward which can just be like, yes, or like give yourself a good hug. Yeah. And you know, I think another thing I'd like to add and get your opinion is for some of us, and I'm one of them, um, I want to hear the recognition. You know, I want someone to say, you know, thank you, or that was really great, or gee, this really meant a lot to me. Um, that means something to me. Speak mm. to that. Mads. Well, I love check marks. <laughs> and you can't always have someone tell you you're awesome. Right. But a simple thing is just having like a calendar where you check off that you've done the habit works quite efficiently. It's one of the ways that I got uh, really good at meditating was that I actually had something as silly as a calendar with all the weekdays and I would make a circle for every day that I meditated I did something mindful. So, so that's a way that you can kind of help yourself. Another right. way is also having accountability partners so that yeah. you check in with each other and someone just writes you like a high five or well done and so on. That right. also helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, I agree. And I, I was thinking more along the lines, if you're with someone else or you're in a group or at work and you've done a good job, it really does mean something. Now, maybe for some people, they don't care if they get the recognition, but I think most people like it. It means something to us. We show we've made a difference, you know, so I, I think that that really says something. I so, think that's a habit as well, actually recognizing people. Becoming aware of like, hey, someone did an effort and saying like, hey, well done or thank you for the help and so on. Yes, that is a habit I have that I've developed over the years and people really, really appreciate it. Particularly, I know for me, if I go into a store and someone has helped me or giving me directions, I'm very appreciative because I'd be standing there another half an hour figuring it out myself. So it really um, and people, they love that, you know, they're happy when they can help. So let's go back and share another one. Now, I interviewed this gentleman, too. So let's talk about Ken Honda. What is happy money and how you can achieve it? What did you get from that interview? And then I'll tell you what I got, too. Go ahead. One of, one of the things I took away was uh, your point zero. So he talks about uh, being happy is simple if you remember your point zero. So your point zero was when you had very, very little. And then... You just basically remind yourself of that point of having nothing and then suddenly you appreciate the the bigger thing. It's such a simple advice and so many people would say it, but that's one of the things that stuck out. And then the other thing that stood out was just like he seems so genuine. He just seems like such a warm, nice yes, yes, person. Yes, and he talked about that as part of happiness too, giving. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that you give money, no. but it could be that you give of your time, you volunteer and how that also was very much a part 
of giving. Yeah. And getting into that mode of giving. Yeah. No, I, I thought he I thought he was excellent. Um, anyone else you want to share that you thought was really um, terrific? So John Gray, men of a mass. Now, for a second, I've interviewed John Gray about 10 times over the years. Isn't he wonderful? Yes. What yes. an amazing man and knows a lot about a lot of things. So he's not just into relationships, but he is into health and wellness and diet. And um, yeah, he's, he's a great man. He is very inspiring and he really knows a lot. So like relationship, as you say, only one part of what he knows about, but it's kind of become the box that many people see him in. And I think he just kind of goes with that. But it was interesting to hear his stories about like, how do you sustain passion in relationship? Yes. Um, and simple, I read his books and I really like his new book, Beyond Mars and Venus, which goes into the hormones and a bit of understanding. It's just like, it's so fun when you hear the stuff and you start to recognize it. And I, I try and use it in my own relationship. And I see when my girlfriend does something that is what he says works. It's just it's so simple things that makes us uh, happy and content in the relationship. Yeah, very, very true. All right. Well, we're going to take another break. And so, again, tell us how we can find you. Growthisland.com is the easiest place. That's the website that has links to the podcast, to uh, to all of the stuff that I do. And then otherwise, if you just search for Growth Island on YouTube or Instagram and so on, then I should show up. And if people have a question, can they write to you personally? Yes. And then, how do they do that? Uh, either over Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, those are the places that are most responsive. Uh, the email as well, the hello at growthisland.com also goes to me. Okay. All right. Terrific. All right. So Mad Freaks created Growth Island Podcast, and it was about health and well-being and still is. And everything he does is about health and well-being. And so, again, whether he's working on an app or whether he's working on a new venture or a podcast or coaching or uh, biohacking, which is a positive thing, um, he's really here to help people reach their best potential and, and be healthy and happy. Um, and so it's nice to meet a kindred spirit. Um, yeah, it's, that's what I've been doing, and it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, um, wonderful, and it's wonderful to meet such amazing people, isn't it? Through the interviews, just incredible that inspire us. It's such right. a gift. Yeah, it is. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And when we come back, we'll talk more to Mad Preets about using apps, using health apps, and how can we use those effectively. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. My guest is Matt Fritz, who created Growth Island, which is a terrific podcast mm. on health and human well-being. He also has created impact-driven ventures on health and well-being, along with wonderful mental health apps. He has a podcast. He does coaching. So welcome back, Mads. Thank All you right. so much, Patricia. Speaking of apps, let's talk about apps that can help us, that are good that are really good and are there. The one I can think of, or I can think of Calm mm. and Headspace in terms of stress management, but talk to us about apps. So apps can really help us live a better life if we use them right. In general, our phone can be a source for a good life or it can be a kind of bring us into hell. So it's really finding the apps that can actually help you, such as Calm, Headspace are amazing. I'm part of uh, Nuna, which is one of the apps that I've created, which mm. is where we use CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, in a chat format, and then you have the classical meditation, diary, and so on that you can also use in there. And it's it's an easy way in our life to uh, to get a breathing space. Noom has been promoted a lot. We've seen that a lot. Yeah. And so you're part of that, or are you a counselor for Noom? Nuna. So oh, it's different. Nuna.ai. N-U-N-I. Oh, different. Yeah, so it's a mix of a chatbot and different exercises you can do. And then it has an alpaca as the icon to kind of make it uh, joyful and happy instead of uh, so hard always. Okay, good, good. Any other advice on when to use apps? Should we use them first thing in the morning? Should we use them on a break? Should we use them before we go to sleep? I think we really got to figure out what are the apps that are helping us. And how can we use them help? I think Instagram and these social media are really good to become aware of. How do you use it? Because it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. My girlfriend uses TikTok like five minutes a day. And she's following stuff with puppies and other things and is like laughing so joyful. But she only uses it for those five minutes. If she was using it for half an hour a day, it would be really bad because it would be a waste of life. So I think with these social media accounts, if you are or social media apps, if you're using them, make sure you follow stuff that makes you happy and that don't make you compare yourself with others and feel bad about your life. I think that's like one of the first things to consider when using apps. And then the second time is, is it a meditation app that you would like to get? Is it something where you track your exercise because that helps you exercise more? Is really figuring out what is it that works for you. Mm. Now, when you do life coaching, Walk us through a couple of things that you will do in life coaching. Figuring out what is it that really drives them. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how many people have lost touch with themselves. Mm. No longer being able to identify what makes them really happy. Mm. And there are many exercises to figure that out and not just live through the motions, but actually being excited that you wake up in the morning and thinking like today is going to be amazing. So it's as simple as going in and having that talk. And if they don't know, then we're doing different exercises to figure it out. And a simple thing that you can do when you're listening now is write down things you're grateful for. If you do that every single day for 30 days, you'll start to become more aware of the things that give you joy. Or you think back to when was the last time that you were really excited and really happy. And for some people, that might be several months or a year, but find back to those things. It's interesting. I I usually talk about, I do a lot of webinars on this subject and seminars. I talk about the basic needs that we have. And one certainly is safety and security. Another one is connectedness, feeling connected. Another one is feeling relevant, right? Another one is being hopeful. And so everything kind of comes back to that. You know, when we're feeling unhappy, in some way we don't feel connected. In some way we don't feel safe. In some way we don't feel worthy. So talk about that. We've got four minutes to close. So go ahead. Um, being connected, I think, is the most important thing that's most overseen these days. 
together with sleep, getting proper sleep. Yes. But I guess if you don't get very sleep, overlooked, life is just not good. But what I see people not speaking much about is the connectedness. People talk about sleep, exercise, nutrition, but we need we need a community. We need to be close to other people. We need to have someone that we can trust. And in these days, many people are separated. We no longer have the same community feeling. I think that's one of the key things to look into. Can you write down five people that you're feeling really close to? Or can you write down one or two people? I interviewed actually an expert on it and she said, all you need is one person to be really close to. Then the health benefits are kind of the same as five. But she, is, but she said, it's good to have two or three people in case something happens to that person. Now, in, in your country, in Denmark, is there more of a community or does it just depend on the family? It depends very much on the family, but we are very much an individualist country. So we don't have the strong family ties as you would see in the, the southern part of Europe or in the Middle East, for example. Mm -hmm. And do you speak a lot of languages? We speak Danish as our mother tongue, and then we learn English quite early, and then we can understand some Swedish and Norwegian. Oh, similar. Well, it has been really uh, just a delight to have you on this program, Ed. How would you like to, uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with? What would you, what would be your message? Often I tell people yeah. not to be too hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. So basically giving yourself a bit more slack. Yeah, I might be posting a lot of stuff about chasing your goals and so on. But I meet so many people that need to learn to love themselves more. Mm -hmm. Know that you are good enough. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's really a delight. I'm thrilled that I that, that I met you and that we did this interview today. Thank you. Stay on the line with us for a minute. Thanks, Mads. Really appreciate it. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. You can find Mads Fritz at growthisland.com. I learn all about his workshops and coaching and apps and, uh, and podcasts as well. All right, just want to share with you that you can find me at patriciaraskin.com. Uh, if you want to like me on Facebook, it's Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you'd like to write to me to be on my newsletter list to see the guests I'm having on every mail, every week, uh, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. I also help people put together podcasts. So if you know anyone or if you'd like to get your positive message out, that's what I'm here to do is to help you do that. So contact me. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.